Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter. And AW is bad, and you should feel bad. And to illustrate that I'm not crazy, I've brought in the best coast, best co-host I'm not willing to pay. Wes, introduce yourself to the world. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Wes. I know Bilal for many years now, calling into a different show, and uh, we, share, uh, you know, we share a good similar interest in the, uh, the AEWs. In the AEWs. And I'm here tonight to talk to all you guys and I don't know if I can debate with Bilal, because some of it was bad last night. On Bilal's show here tonight, and uh, I'm Wes, Wes underscore Wes614 on the Twitter machine, and Bilal, finish her off. Uh, uh, we'll get right into it from there. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. All right, we'll kick it off with the way the show opened. And the show opened with Private Party, who I just see as a poor version of the Street Profits, because that's what they are, taking on the Lucha Bros, you know, with that theme song I talked about last week, in the tag team semifinals. No setup, they just went right into this match. I, I really w- I will say, Wes, the, the wrestling was great, but I just I don't care about Private Party. And at the end, the Lucha Bros, who of course once said they were the best. I just, what was this? And to me, I don't know. There was no intro to the show. It just, boom, two guys, two teams in the ring. And this private party, I couldn't even read what I wrote down. I didn't even remember what their name was. I just seen P, it looked like Price's Party. But when they talk about intros about vodka and cranberry, like, really? You want to drink before your match? I thought they were trying to, anyways. Um, no, I, to be honest, I wrote down one thing. The Lucha Brothers are good wrestlers. Um, then we had a loud slap count. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight loud, ridiculously loud slaps, like those leg slaps where they just rack leather and just boom. Like, what's too many slaps in that one? But, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, this private party, I don't like them very much. Uh, I think these Lucha Brother people, they're actually good. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And, and the sort of the, th- the theme, and I was almost going to call this, you know, very predictable, you knew the Lucha Brothers were going to win because they attacked SCU. And again, I, I want to make this clear. The wrestling is very good, but I don't give a damn about who's really... Like, the Lucha Bros, their entire story is they're luchadors, they're Mexicans, and they attacked SCU. Even that as a narrative, it's not exactly the greatest story that was ever told. You know what I'm saying? No, it definitely... There could be so much more in there. And there's, you know... That other tag team, the Young Bucks, like, why, why, why aren't they? I mean, I guess they did it a couple times, and they had one of the better matches of the entire show so far. But, you, you know, you can weave them into the tag, you know, somewhere it, it down the line. Hopefully it will end up back to, you know, around with them. Yeah. But, like, who is even the tag champions? Well, I guess whoever wins this tournament, it'll probably be these guys are SCU now. Uh, but I, you make a good point. The, the Young Bucks also call themselves the best, and they got knocked out of the first round of this tournament, I think, by private party. I don't really care. Yeah, it was by private party. Yeah, not, not that anything matters, because they just got knocked out. So that, you know, doesn't help. Anyways, uh, it got weirder from here, Wes, because there was this weird weightlifting training porn, I mean montage. Uh, and I, I don't know what the guy's name was, Ward Aldis. I, like, who was this guy, Wes? Because I don't know what the hell was happening. Perfect. I got a point about Ward Lois is what oh, I wrote that's, down. That's his what is name. He, okay. Like a Brock Lesnar want to be? <laughs> like that's exactly what I wrote down. That's yeah, he's like, the, like Brock no Brock Lesnar. Yes. But with like a man name and a woman and a female name. <laughs> you know, it's just it's what? What is this is it was pointless. Like why not put uh, that um 
Jack uh, Jack Haggard on or whatever. You don't put him working out or some someone relevant. We didn't even know yeah. we seen him that night. Yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't. Well, I guess he's got the Bellator fight, but you're right. This would be a very clever way to make him part of the narrative, you know, or at least intro, even just introduce who he is, what his background is for when he actually does fight in a month, because that, you know, at least you could build him up. So that was that. I don't really want to spend much more time uh, nope. fantasizing about this guy's muscles, because then I'm going to have a new fetish. Uh, SCU, who I mentioned, they faced uh, the Dark Order, who had a buy in the tournament, and we found out that Christopher Daniels would be out six to eight weeks. The Dark Order had a video package, which I do want more of these, but it was generic at all, as all hell. I thought Shark Boy from Impact just got fat and dark. Uh, I should say just put on weight. And it's just like, well, they're, they're dark. They have minions. They're, they're dark. I'm like, okay, I get it. They're dark. And, of course, SCU won this match. There was a picture-in-picture in the middle of the climax. Like, not quite the climax of this match, but it was a little bit of that. There was a lot of cuts to the fans, which didn't work. You know, during the match, the inner cir- circle went to the booth. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't know. What, what was there to, to take from this match, Wes? Aside from the fact that, as we predicted, SCU will be in the finals. Yeah, it was really too predictable. Well, first off, it was like six on two at the start, and <laughs> like someone, someone's weight they said was two twenty. Yeah, right. That's all I had to write down. I like the woman referee in this one. I just yep, don't know why good. the men have to get into her face. Yeah, that's yeah, and I think that happened a week or two ago as well. And yeah. why not put the female refs with the female wrestlers so that if there is physicality, it isn't weird, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then nobody wants to see anything, especially I think it was Jericho that went after for like yep. a first night or something. Yeah, no, yeah, um, I remember that. This Dark Order is really pointless. Like, up there with some of the worst things I've ever seen, the big guy... His pants looked like he had garbage bags wrapped around him. <laughs> I didn't even like, notice that. Like, that's what his outfit looked like. Yeah, it was pretty low rent. And the, obviously the minions were worse. So I get, like, that narrative made sense. The minions were dressed more poorly. But it was at a point where I'd rather see the minions from the minions movie than these guys. Like, what, what the hell? A thousand percent. And, like, I mean, yeah, no, it just was a pointless, pointless. You could have just not even had this tournament, to be honest. And, yeah. Yeah, it's a total mess, and, you know, early on they mentioned that if there was a draw, both teams will be eliminated. Well, that's not going to happen, because they're not going to end this tournament on a draw. Although, spoiler alert, this show ends on a draw, which I called them out for this, and I knew this was going to happen, but we'll get to that a little bit later. We uh, we kind of had, I don't know, I wrote meat, I don't know why, so I'm just going to gloss over that. during the You know what I wrote? Yeah. I wrote crappy, bubbly, why in a box? Itchy, fuzzy, after-party look-alike. I, I don't even know what that means, but it was delightful, Wes. It was hilarious. Um, there's That's a... what I wrote down. So something must have happened. And then I got Joey J versus Omega. Okay, hold on. Before you go there, that's where I'm going to go next. But in between, okay. I, w- I want to shout out the picture-in-picture, picture, which showed Cody backstage with some lady who is not his wife, and we never really found out what the hell that was. Like, They're just was marching. Sure? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't even... Who was like, all right, guys, we're going to break. We're going to cut to Cody and this woman who no one knows who she is. There might be a graphic, but it's in the picture and picture. So nobody except for the fight TV people who are having to put up with random audio are going to hear this. And it's, I, all I could read was from earlier today, which didn't help me at all and made putting it there all the weirder. But to Joey Janela 
who I, I feel like looks like 80s Zack Ryder. That's kind of the vibe I got. Did you get that, Wes, or am I just crazy? Well, I don't know about 80s, but um, definitely a, a Ryder kind of vibe. But, like, turn off the wrestling. Let the people hear what's on. The two people are marching like they're on a rampage for. Then go back to the wrestling. I know, like, I don't understand. Yeah, they show this highlight package from him where he faced Johnny Moxley and Omega. And this was actually very impressive. But the thing was, this was impressive wrestling, and that's not the problem with AEW. You don't need to sell me that this guy is a wrestler. You need to sell me why I should care about this guy who's facing Kenny frickin' Omega, who might actually be the greatest wrestler alive today. You can, I wouldn't actually make that argument, but people would. Okay. But, you know, like you, and he's Canadian, so not bad. So you yeah. can make that shot. Um, and, but the problem was most of this match was the shots of the, uh, the inner circle and at the end of it, they're trying to put Joey Janela on commentary. It's like, oh, he's going to be the greatest thing in wrestling or a future champion or whatever they said. And I'm like, well, if he is, I'm not really going to care. Because, again, I got the vibe that, you know, he's a writer and he's had these impressive matches. But he's just a dude. Like, this is why the Olympics only happen once every four years. Because they're just a bunch of people. They aren't stars. There isn't a good narrative. They, they're not well-spoken. And I think that's what I would say about Joey and Kenny Omega. These two guys, fantastic wrestlers. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to hear from them. Like, they've done nothing in their entire careers that I've heard them speak that makes me want to care about them. Nothing. I a thousand percent agree. I think I got, um, I did write down here, Winnipeg and Jericho. So I'm wondering if Kenny Omega and Jericho are ever going to team up or something in the future, a little bit later on. Um, I also wrote down pretty good wrestling. The match, little long, because I yeah. think there was like three pitcher and pitchers in it. But apparently, these guys went head to toe on some after dark thing last week. Yeah, which I'm still not. It's a YouTube show I, I've figured out after a month. Yeah, and it just, I was watching the highlights from it in the show, and it looked 15 times better than the just one on one thing that we got to watch tonight. Why do it back to back? Makes no sense. Uh, really kind of pointless. Moving on, because I just don't care about any of these Thank people. Thank you. Uh, um, Cody Rhodes, uh, he did a trip... Like, is that, I don't know if that's his regular entrance or he just felt like mocking Triple H. It really felt like he did Triple H's entrance. Did you get that vibe, Wes, or was it just me? No, I, I feel like they saved the intro for the show for Cody's intro. Like, there, that was like, to me, that's what they should have done at the start of the show, that kind of thing. But they saved it on TV for Cody halfway through the show. Yeah. So that was really dumb. But yes, definitely with the, the suit on and the lady next to him, obviously, i.e. Stephanie. Yep. Yes, really reeked of something. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't differentiate yourself, uh, especially when your dad was, was the American dream and worked so closely with Triple H. Like, I don't understand... What, what the, the, the thought is there. But anyways, Tony Schiavone, who I really despise on all levels, was going to interview him. Thankfully, that didn't happen because that was the only thing that could have made this worse is we have to put up with Tony being like, this is just like WC. Shut up. Um, he, apparently, Cody had some major announcement. I kind of liked what happened next. The inner circle who are in the skybox, or well, really wasn't a skybox. It was more of like a, you know, a lower bowl kind of corporate box. Uh, they used air horns to sort of interrupt him. Jericho got on the mic and started booing. Uh, 
Cody said something like, well, this isn't like other companies. We settle our things with fights. Because clearly Cody Rhodes has never paid any attention to Kurt Angle when he was GM of Raw. Because that was like his catchphrase. But okay, let's pretend WWE doesn't settle things with fights. Sure. Uh, Jericho said, oh, Cody's a millennial bitch. I wrote Birch for some reason. And he said it was four versus one. Dustin comes out. Pretty good pop. Okay, cool. And then MJF comes out. Well, okay, you've ruined the greatest heel potentially in your company. But moving on. They did that a long time ago. And DDP comes out, which is actually very cool. But a dear God, I know DDP. I have his number. Uh, I should text him. You're too old to be doing this, DDP. Like, DDP should be giving clips describing the legacy of Cody Rhodes and managing these guys. He should not be getting in the ring with Sammy Guevara. Because um, that's where he's going to end up. And that's not going to end up well. It was at this point, Wes, that I actually legit fell asleep. How did you feel at this point? Well, I kind of, like, that's, uh, that, to me, when the whole walk-down thing, and they went up into this, like, to be honest, it looked like something at, like, a D-League rink way up in the rafters. It was, there was nothing in the booth. It was all clearly pre-staged, and yep. you didn't even see anything behind in the booth. No bottle like, there, Where'd the popcorn and the champagne come from? Like, I, to me, it was really stupid. And then, oh, hey, here comes some guy, and then here comes... His brother, and then here comes Diamond Dallas Page. What? Yeah. What? Like, I get he's in good shape. He's doing the yoga and yeah. all that. But no, yeah, hundred percent. Him and Dusty should be back there mentoring yeah. those guys, not blading themselves to oblivion. <laughs> but yeah. you know, that was the second show or first show ever, and I think he learned. Yeah, and uh, you know they had the whole the fight, and they got in the crowd, and they got involved, and they went up into the the concession stand. You know, I, I'll give them this. This was not like this is very. It felt very WWE to be honest. And I think they actually executed. You know, Jericho holding up the ticket. I think the actual execution of this is okay. I, I don't really get what they accomplished because at the end of the day, Cody is facing Jericho, and I guess Jericho is going to have these guys in in his corner. But you have to also realize, as you mentioned, Jack Hager isn't here. So it's actually going to be five on four. So Jericho's point kind of still stands. He's still, like, if Cody had come out with a fifth person and had the advantage, like, he ended up having the advantage, but had really had the advantage tonight and did some damage to these guys, okay, maybe there's a storyline that now Hager has to, like, pick them up and, and they're beaten up and they're, you know, at, met, met their match. But that really wasn't the case. Uh, moving on, because again, again uh, you know, our lives are short, uh, Wes. I don't want to spend too much time on this. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what? There is one thing that punched through the glass. Yep. Yep. Good that, point, yeah. I, I didn't like that. That looked really dumb and like, yeah. I don't know, it didn't look good. But the little brawl afterwards, they could have used at least two more cameras if you have, you know, an eight-man brawl. Yeah. No, no. I, well, listen, most of the cameras are busy filming Bobby Lashley and Lana, and for good reason. You've seen Lana's rock. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the best friends, <laughs> the best friends, came out with Cassidy. And I, I, I'm gonna say, if 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 there's one guy from AEW I'd love to steal for WWE, it'd be Cassidy. Uh, he's a very interesting dude. Uh, they're taking on the Young Bucks, who, of course, like every match on this freaking card, they won, and you could see it coming from a mile away. Um, yep. You know, I don't even know. I wrote greatest team bounce. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to reiterate the Young Bucks, who called themselves the best and the greatest team ever, were bounced from the first one of the tournament. I, I know we mentioned earlier, Wes, but I feel like it bears repeating. And also, I wrote it down because it was pissing me off. They started to mess with Orange before the match. Uh, Orange Cassidy. I said his name weird earlier. And then he got double super kicked. That was actually a pretty cool spot. I liked that. You know, it played off his personality. That was good. And, uh,. 
after the match, which of course the Bucks won, they accepted Ortiz and Santana's match at full gear. But these guys are the face. Like, I don't know what we were supposed to gleam from them doing this after the match. Like, did you get anything out of this, Wes? Because all I got was that Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, whatever his name is, is kind of a cool dude. I got Young Bucks. Good wrestlers. Yep. Like the intro, pointless. Yeah, yeah no, pointless you know. Pointless match. It got would be nothing. I'll say this, Wes. If you and I could fantasy book AEW, and God, I hope they listen. Uh, if you could put the Young Bucks into the finals of that tournament and have them go through team after team after team, and then end up against Lucha, the Lucha Bros, that would be a better program. And I really don't get why they wouldn't do that. Like, I can't think of any good reason. Uh, SCU, we barely even could, you know, I didn't even bother to name the two guys in SCU who had that fight, because I don't care. They named themselves after a college football team. Like, no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Speaking of wrestlers who like to pay homage to sport, Britt Baker, who uh, you and I have tweeted about a bit uh, because she's the only woman in wrestling I would never want to be on a date with. Uh, she got some home. She had a hometown, what I would describe as a music video, which again was a weird choice because I, I don't think it needed music. It was very weird. Uh, it was one part. Here's Britt Baker. She's from Pittsburgh, you know, the Britsburgh, which was actually kind of cute. And this is her hometown. And then it was like a highlight pack of her matches with music. And it just didn't really hit the right nerve for me. Like, either this is her backstory, which is pretty good, or it's a music highlight package. You don't need both, and you really didn't need the music highlight package. But whatever, she was facing Jamie, I'm going to assume Hyatt, I've already forgot her pronunciation, who we were told were B, uh, she's B Priestley's friend, and she has a feud with Britt Baker, which I forget about. So this was like the six degrees of somebody who hates you or something. Um, the commentary... At one point on the broadcast, and I'm speaking specifically to TSN, so maybe this didn't happen anywhere, the commentary uh, was gone, and commercial audio played over the match video for a full spot from Tavago, which is a Canadian company, and then they went to picture and picture after. So that was one of the stupidest technical mistakes I've ever effing seen on television. So, of course, Britt Baker won this match. She did her disgusting mandible claw, Daniel Bryan grip, uh, but this was basically a squash match I couldn't care about. No? Yeah, to me, uh, you know what? They got the the outfits. I really like them. Yeah. Um, um, this Jamie lady, my God, did you see the thighs on her? I'd love to have her crush me around the head with those. <laughs> what? She had nice yeah, no, thighs. Yeah, you're right. She's a, she was. I, I noticed that. As, I wasn't going to bring that up, but no, you're you're in to, entirely right. And this woman is not a doctor, dentist. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not doctors. You're great. You help yeah, people with the teeth, but you're not too. a doctor. Um, I had that. The hot girl got beaten up. That's all I got for that one. Yeah, really just a two-hour, another piece of filler that I'm sure we could have thought of something else. Yeah, you know, you have an entire women's division. And, hey, in fairness, you know, Raw, and I mentioned this, they didn't even do a women's match this, this week because, I guess, of Saudi or whatever. So that's not exactly great. But this is a very tiny step up from nothing is... Uh, Britt Baker is so happy to be in Pittsburgh. Let's get carried away and spend 15 minutes on her homecoming. Look, if this is uh, Kurt Angle and Corey Graves coming out of retirement in Pittsburgh, that I care about. Britt Baker, uh, a new. And even that promo, I, I wrote down pretty lame. I wasn't going to say it, but it was pretty lame. Like, you know, oh, I, I, I have pictures of me in, like, Pittsburgh gear. I love... 
the Steelers and the Penguins. Oh, wow, <laughs> Britt. Two sports? You were all in on Pittsburgh sports. Like, you know, and then we had to go through the dentistry. St- like, like, listen, my dad's a doctor. I have never seen, and you're right, Britt Baker's not really a doctor. I've never met a doctor or a dentist who wouldn't shut up, you know, this much. Like, who doesn't need to shut up more about being a damn doctor or dentist? Like, how is she not a heel? That's the other thing, too, because we had the match with Rio last week. Uh, maybe it was the week before. I, don't, I can't remember because I don't care. How yeah. is she not a heel? Like, I get that she was in Pittsburgh this week, but she's pretty terrible. She's an elitist dentist who doesn't connect with the fans beyond her hometown, in my opinion. It's a good opinion, and I kind of feel like she's trying to be like uh, the one from WWE there that got the speeding ticket in Calgary. You know, oh, I feel Lacey like she's Evans. trying to be an image of her. Yeah, she's like reverse Lacey Evans. That's a great analogy. Uh, and I need your help, Wes, because yep. after this match, Jen Decker, who I've never heard of, uh, interviewed Jamie, who of course lost the match, and then she was attacked by a woman, and I couldn't really tell who it was, Wes. And at this point, I was pretty drowsy, so I figured I give up. Who attacked her? I think that's where I wrote "Hot Girl Gets Beaten Up." Yeah, after the match. Yeah, um, uh, La- La- Lacey Jaw. Maybe I have a name written uh, down here. Okay, Lacey Jaw. I don't know. L a c r y. Maybe I-, I can't read my own writing. Blow. Oh I well, was- hey, they did a ba- They should have put up a graphic. They should have told you like. Uh, you know, this is celebrate after with you say who you are, spit on her, yeah, something. Yeah, kind of promo. Like, yes. you know, look at the AOP. How many bloody promos have the AOP done in a different language that requires subtitles? But they've done like a dozen promos, and they've they're being reintroduced. They're not even new. They just were injured. So how you think someone who's never been on a second tier platform before on a new channel? Like, I I just I don't know. Like, I don't know if they just get high. And they're like, well, we'll do it live. Like some weird mashup of Bill O'Reilly and a stoner. I, I don't know. I don't how know how the people decided. at TSN, you know, don't see this and are like, okay, is this like real programming? Like, I know Jeff McDonald's in charge of the audio, mm. but I don't know if he watches the TV. Nah, and you know what? That's probably a thing, though. No, but none of them watch the wrestling. Yeah. So they just look over it and, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shout out. There are some people I know who are pretty into the wrestling. And I think at the end of the day, uh, I don't, briefly, I don't get too much into the Canadian broadcast rights because for the rest of the world, they won't care. But no. uh, Roger Sportsnet has, uh, I guess, an exclusivity with WWE. So I, I'm sure Bell Media was like, well, this is not WWE and this is wrestling. Let's add it to our docket. And I don't think they really would have looked at it. And I think they knew, know it's a new product. Um, and I think this is, you know, this is a network that has cricket and rugby and all sorts of stuff on their channel. And uh, I'm, I'm sure if we, you and I sat down, West, and just watched for 24 hours, we could probably pick out some Aussie rules football with some odder choices in this. But we'd have to stay up till about 5 a.m. in the morning, and I really have no intention of doing that. But you make a very good point, because... No, actually, Bilal, you make a very good point. I never thought about that with the, the Sportsnet um, having the two shows in WWE yep. that, T- that Tissen was like, hey... We need something to compete with this. Yeah. What about TSN4? What about TSN2? Where it can air, you know, fishing in the flats and motoring TV all through the day. Let's have something good on at night. So, you know what? That's actually a, probably a good thing. They probably said, oh, pick this up. Yep, yeah. wrestling. We don't have this. This will do well. Steel Timber Sports is failing. <laughs> 
Uh, you know? The, the low-key Canadian television references. I love it, Wes. Um, oh. Let's get to the main event. And, you know, when I do Raw, I, I change these around because, I, you know, I can. The narratives are fluid, but I have to kind of build an order just to make it make sense for me. So, John Moxley was going to face Pac, or for any of you who may not be as familiar with AEW, it was basically Dean Ambrose versus Neville. But as he was entering, Pac attacked. And before I even continue, the, the, the whole story here was uh, Moxley had a rivalry with, uh, with the Canadian guy, just the best wrestler in the world. Help me out here, Wes. Kenny Omega. Omega. Yep. So they had the rivalry, and a week after, uh, Ambrose broke him, broke him through a glass table, Pack hands him a bat or whatever, and now they're friends, and then he turns on a tag team match, and they just totally forget about the, Mo- the Moxie, Moxley uh, Omega storyline, and they go to this, which was weird enough. The match itself, uh, and I hate this, TV time remaining. Oh, we're idiots, so we only left 15 minutes. Um, so your manager shows so poorly that it has to be five minutes shorter at the end. Good job, and it really came to bite them here. As they were so crunched for time, they cut to pitcher and pitcher as Pac was choking Moxley in the corner. Pac uh, pushed him off the apron, that into the barricade. That was in the pitcher and pitcher. They come back. They really go crazy with the time to the point where when the five-minute mark is announced, JR said something like, these guys ain't kissing their sisters, are they? Which in 2019 is not a line I want to hear anyone say or even think, but that's a whole other story. The storyline actually ended up being the clock and... The time ran out, and ladies and gentlemen, that is your main event. It's a draw. This is now soccer. Wes? Well, Bill, I'll tell you for free. And, and, <laughs> and this was exactly what I wrote down. Good versus Neville. Like, this isn't even a main event, you know, on Shotgun Saturday Night for a throwback reference. Like, really? Like, this is, this is what we're going to bring? Okay. I get the whole backstory. Uh, there was a few things here. Jr. He said nobody kicks out of the uh, black arrow. Well, almost everybody did in the history of his time on the other show. And yeah, like no, don't say that. That bugged me because I wrote it down. But yeah, the black arrow. Um, and I gotta, I gotta say it. You know, my boy John Good is good. Um, they had said something like suicidea. And then all these, I have to agree with you. Why do you have to announce it to the whole world and on TV? Five minutes of time left. Yeah, Why not just much. have some crony in the ring bang the post or something? Like, seriously, figure yeah, it out. You don't have to announce clock. it to the world. Yeah, or have a beat the clock type situation, right, Wes? Where you have the thing on the screen and the wrestlers can, that's a great, I didn't even think of that. Put the clock on the screen, for example, and then these guys can be looking at it. And then the fans will count down anyways when they feel like it at 10 seconds, right? Exactly, because we can all hit the button on our TV, look at our watch, look at our phone, and know how much time is left in the dang TV show. It's pointless. The screaming out of the thing, you know, whatever. Um, I wrote something, the ref, little, I just wrote the ref, so something with the ref happened, I, I, like I remember it briefly. The TV thing is, 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 is BS, so that's what I wrote down. Stop yep. yelling it out. Yeah, this this was that on steroids. Uh, I mentioned when Darby Allen didn't lose to Cody Rhodes because the clock ran out, that he really shouldn't have ever never been a number one contender, and and then we had that whole week of that. And you know, I I, I don't know who this is for. You know, especially in the era of UFC where you could score a match. You know, 
You could yep. have three judges, and you could have three very interesting judges. You could have them mic'd up. You could interview them after. You could have wrestlers mess with... Like, there's so much you could do with this. Instead of just like, oh, that's a draw. Like, what is this a comp... Like, well, is, is uh, Omega going to get involved in this feud? Okay, that might be a decent byproduct. But for a main event... You know, people rip WWE, and rightfully so, for the Wyatt Rollins non-finish. Well, I'm going to tell you something, because I didn't like that either, but it was among many problems I had, and I'm not somebody who is harping on WWE for that. Uh, It definitely changes how I feel about Seth Rollins and The Fiend, their handling of those two characters. But here's Mm -hmm. my thing. I I really hate the hypocrisy of this. If you are upset with that finish, which I think we all... Like, I'm going to be honest. I think the vast majority of wrestling fans... Wanted the Fiend to... Like, I think every wrestling fan wanted either Bray Wyatt or Seth Rollins to win the Universal title at Hell in a Cell. I, oh. I think if anybody's like, I wanted a draw, put that person in an insane asylum because that person has a real problem. Uh, I'm just kidding. And this is the same thing. So people are going to rip me for, as always, going after AEW. It's basically, Wes, you'll say something nice and anyone I talk to, to, my, to their face, they'll say something nice, maybe just to shut me up. But... The and AEW. then they'll call you the best. Or yeah. you'll call yourself the best, and then we'll go to a dumb pitcher and pitcher. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. I, I just, the hypocrisy, like, look, it hasn't been a great month for WWE, and it hasn't been a great month for AEW, and I think the ratings reflect that. I think from when SmackDown started with The Rock, it's pretty much all downhill. And from when AEW started, and, uh, you know, I the thing is, Maybe Hager is their rock. I don't even know what the parallel is, to be honest. I think that's the the pinnacle of what AEW has been, is that reveal. And hey, if if that's CM Punk instead of Jake Hager, which all has to do with CM Punk. It's not really up to anyone else but CM Punk if he wants to take that call and do that thing. That's ten times bigger, without a doubt. And I I give them that. And the idea is basically the same. It's just who can you get. So I'm going to throw that out there. But I think... I get the wrestling's great. And I would always preface this by the wrestling's great. But dear yeah. God, the commentary, and, and you know, we've been picking it apart. The announcing, uh, the same thing. The production, the rules, the structure, the roster, the repetition of the roster. Like, I'm kind of amazed Hangman Page wasn't in a match again this week because I am so sick of him, and I was so happy just not to see him on the show. Like I wanted to see him on the show. That was actually one person I did want to see and do something with. I don't know, so, so, so many ideas. I feel like there's six monkeys in a room smoking cigarettes, <laughs> typing on laptops, saying, well, this is a good story. Oh, just print it, and, and, and Cody reads it and says, we're going with it. Oh, monkeys, God. not even humans. Yeah, but, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I'm just, you know, like, I'm, 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 I'm you know, thank God for you, Wes, or I might have not even done the podcast this week, because I'm at that point where, people will listen to me rip about this forever because it's 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 simple i always dislike it and i just they're not improving i think that's the biggest lie that the people who cover wrestling the people that like wrestling that want aw to be bad or be good so bad that they say oh it's getting better it's no like maybe the replays are a bit more consistent maybe the picture and pictures are a little bit less stupid but that whole thing where they played commercial audio over full video that's a step backwards. This main event with a draw, that's a step backwards. This continuation of Britt Baker as one of their top... And this is, she's, not, she's not just on the roster. She's their top female star. I'm sorry, Riho is a 19-year-old who happens to have the belt. 
they're building this division around Britt Baker. And she's not good. She is not good. She's a good wrestler, but she's not good at anything else. I don't even think she's a good dentist, to be honest. No, I have no idea. But Yeah, yeah, her work is shoddy at best. But yeah. but like she doesn't like I would rather see the hot girl from WWE. Oh god, what's her name? She's got big thighs too. You have a thing for this. What, uh, Nia Jax? No, well, she's not bad. But, uh, no, the other one, she helped out, um, oh, what's her name? I like her. Okay, you gotta Uh, give me a hint, though, Wes. I like that. That's such, like, big thighs and you like her. That could be anyone. Brooke something? Uh, Brooke. Dana Brooke. No. She was with, um. Yeah, Dana Brooke, right? Dana Brooke, yes. I think I whispered. There's the thighs I was talking. Yes. Like, this Brooke Baker doesn't, like, Dana Brooke would be ten times over her. Just like you said, I don't know, you, you think that Jack Haggard's the main guy. I think, you know, my boy John Good's got way more, um, like, championships and betterness. And I think John's still better than Chris Jericho, to be honest, in my opinion. I think he should be the face of this, this company, and he signed up to do it and come here, so... Now, you say John Good, you're going short. Give me the full name there, because I actually don't even know who you mean. That's Dean Ambrose. Oh, Dean okay, Ambrose you. for the elderly joke. ladies. Okay, I was see John Moxley. Okay, I got it. When you said John Moxley. Good, I started thinking of John Goodman from UFC, and my brain got. To no, start. no. The only reason is maybe we spent a weekend at the cottage once, and that's how I know him, and maybe got Moxley. to hold some belt or something. I don't want to get into it on this. No, no, podcast. no. And hey, listen, he's he's married to Renee Young. Anyone who's married and to she's Renee a Young Canadian, and yeah. that makes sense, right, below? Yeah, I, just, I listen. Renee Young was uh, part of drafted when I was uh, on that show. I never met and I don't her. know how I know hot friends that hang out with her, but then you come up to everyone, goes up to everyone's cottage. So anyways. Small world. Um, Small world. Wes, I, I want to open the floor to you because uh, we're, we're basically done. But I, I kind of like just throwing out these bigger thoughts. Uh, I threw a couple out there, and I, you piggybanked on them beautifully. It's a weird analogy. Uh, but do you want to throw anything out about AEW before we uh, go back to uh, sitting in the darkness on a Thursday night ourselves? Well, I keep the lights on, but uh, nah, it's yeah, no. Um, they're, they're just, speaking of the dark, um, the AEW After Dark. Why not just make that match part of the show? It'll do better. They seemed the last two. I kind of quickly checked out and seen the replay of last week. They looked like amazing matches and almost pay per view quality. Why not just put those on the show and don't do some After Dark thing? I know the world's going to YouTube clips and yep. adverts and stuff, but. Maybe just put that in the show and, and kill off, um, uh, you know, something from this. Maybe the um, the Young Buck thing. I don't know. That would that, make more sense to me. But whatever. I, did, I haven't even checked out what they did last night, to be honest. I really don't care. Um, also, uh, Bilal, yes. I think, you know, if AEW ever comes to Toronto mm. and, you know, somehow you get the chance to interview some people, I'd like yeah. to come with you. Uh, oh man, uh, I have oh, trouble... Oh, you know I'm, yeah. I could get a press pass. Uh, you, Would the, you want to go is the question. Oh, that's a good... Listen, I, I went up to Kingston, as you probably remember, and I, I interviewed uh, Alicia uh, Toot, who at the time was the backstage interviewer for AW, uh, one of them, I guess. I've, I've spoken to Tully Blanchard before he uh, joined on with AW. I've spoken to Tommy Dreamer after he was... Uh, stapled in the testicles on the Battle Royale. And I, I personally like a lot of these men and women. Like Kenny Omega, I think, 
he like I don't think WWE could fully uh, handle him the way that AEW could put him in the spotlight. Although they're not doing that either. They're not pushing him as a main event player. Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. growing up, was my favorite wrestler. And I had the chance to talk to him when we hooked him up on Sirius with Todd Show. So plug that at the Todd Shapiro Show. So, I, I you listen, when AEW started, Chris Jericho was on our Sirius XM show to plug it. It was a tremendous honor. We gave him the benefit of the doubt. We gave the company the benefit of the doubt. And I don't think it's any fault of Jericho's what's happening. I don't really blame Hager because he's also got a Bellator match. I think a lot of these guys, you can make the argument they're doing the best they can. But I, I just... I, the short answer is yes. I, w- I would go. I would interview them. And I again, I would probably give them a bit of the benefit of the doubt. Because it is still early days. And, I, and you know, I, I forget that when we do this. And I am. Unfortunately, you have... But you have to compare... No matter what you do, you have to compare the rookie to the veteran, right? You have to see how they stack up. And, and that's why a guy like Zion Williamson in the NBA is a star. Because he can take on the old guys, right? So... And the thing is, people want to give this company so much slack. Somebody pointed this out, and they pointed it out, and not in the context I'm going to point it out. AW was working towards this TV deal for nine months. That's enough time to generate a human being. So yeah. they had a lot of time to work out the kinks, if you know what I'm saying. They had, the, you know, a, a normal woman could have become pregnant and not become pregnant, and even lost some of the weight in the pregnancy in the time they had to get this ready. So I don't really by this excuse and some of the things we've seen like jr not knowing you know when a ma- what what the time limit announcement is what was that like they what have not town you're it. in yeah they have not rehearsed this product and if they have they've done it when they're high and they haven't planned this product and clearly and this is the thing that probably bugs me the most they have gone very cheap on who are the, who they're getting to produce this show who they're getting to direct this show their camera people, like those crowd shots were incredibly amateur on this show. Probably the most amateur I've ever seen on television. Probably yeah, that I've seen in my entire life. They were just, here's some dude in the crowd. Oh, by the time we cut to him, he doesn't care. Like it was that over and over and over again. And their director was like, oh, I'll just try again. I'll, it's not like it's live television on TNT in prime. I'll just, we'll just play fan shot roulette. And I couldn't believe the level of not giving a damn and the level of laziness. And these guys are making money. Tony Khan is investing his hard-earned money into this product. TNT has signed a lucrative deal to have this product. TSN, who you mentioned, is paying money for this product. People are paying subscriptions in the UK because they screwed up their TV deal because they're such bad business people on, you know, fight TV or whatever. So, you know, and, and with the time zone, it's ridiculous. So I don't really have much sympathy for these guys because... The same criticism I'm going to get for this podcast, and now you're going to get too, Wes, is the criticism they should be getting. And I get that the hardcore fans, they want it so bad. But sometimes you just got to realize this isn't what you wanted. Or maybe what you wanted isn't that good. If you just wanted a great wrestling product, to be honest, NXT UK and NXT deliver that. You know, you don't have to subject yourself to this and lower your standards so much. And that's where I'll leave it because we're at the 40-minute mark now, Wes, and, and I think I'm done. So basically what you're saying is I, you're going to go interview, but I can't come with you. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I totally dodged the question. <laughs> uh, I, I got, I, and I didn't do it intentionally. Oh, uh, you totally took me for like a five-minute. Hopefully you forgot the question I asked no, no, no. in I the roundabout. Very, 
Tyson. That was hilarious, Paul. But yeah, no, a thousand. I, I, you need to stress that point and bring on the criticism. I think what I say in my Twitter was West underscore West six and four. Bring it on. I like this show. I like the wrestling. But do you really think that the whole production? If you do, well, then you might watch Canadian television, like the shows I mentioned earlier. You know, like you know, but then those actually motoring TV. I was on it this year. It is a better produced show than AEW. Yep. 100%. I don't know. And, and 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 you're right. They're being cheap. They just got all this money. They need more weapons. They need more weapons. I liked when they went into the concourse level there, and then there was a trash can, a couple other things flying, but more weapons. Yep, more 100%. weapons. And don't just save it for the pay per view. You know, make it consistent because I hear them chanting AEW like something else. ECW, and you know what? I think the fans maybe want it to be more like that, but ECW had better storylines than last night. Come on, and I oh, will 100%. say that with pride. Yep, and, and listen, I, I will address the summer. Here's what I'll tell you, Wes. So now I'm thinking about when we did SummerSlam and how it worked. So the short version is the SiriusXM guys go to media day, but they give us tickets. So that's what I would do, Wes. I would take you to the shows. You could be my friend for the shows. And then if there was an event, I, I, I'll see, you know, because there was like that CN Tower wrestling meetup thing. I'd try to get you into that. That's what I would do. So you could like, you know, you could be at like the, the you know, the wine social with wrestlers. That's, that, I think that would be the in-between. Get you to the show and get you to the hangout with the wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? I really want to interview them. I can speak good questions. It's true. I, I just, I got to be honest. I think they only let accredited journalists in there, my friend. So. Dude, it's AEW. I appreciate sure <laughs> you could just say you're with the, you know, Bilal Vakani Express podcast, and they will give us press passes. You know what? That's you know. What? Okay, I, I'm gonna make you a deal right now, Wes. If you go to AEW and yeah. you tell them you're my correspondent, I will sign off on that. Um, I'll, I'll check with our, our guy Alex Ross over at Never Sleeps Network. But as far as I'm concerned, you can be my correspondent uh, for this podcast, and you can call yourself a co-host because you really did co-host this one. And, uh, well, there was another guy, and he doesn't call himself a co-host, so I don't want to... Maybe after four times of AEW talk, uh, there might not be four more times. But after four more times or something, I come hang out with you, and we do this little just anger ventilation podcast. If I sleep well tonight, Blah, it's because of this. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe after that we can call me a co-host. Yeah, no, no, I, I, dude, you, you did a great job. And uh, I need all the help I can get because there's a lot of things, even after our 40-minute chat now, I'm not really sure about who attacked this person and, and, and the whole the muscular promo thing was weird. Um, Wes, we could do this forever, but I'll, I'll cut it here. Uh, you can follow me at v 87 Wes, what's the handle again, although you did a great job plugging it? Wes underscore Wes614. I didn't know how to make a Twitter, and that's what I picked. But, yeah, for Never Sleeps Network... And uh, Big Bilal, that weird music that goes... I'm not adding anything. That's the perfect extra. Thanks, Wes. All right. Have a good night, bud. We'll talk to you later. And thanks, everybody, for listening. He's the best. Wes, my friends. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.